Well, 49er fans, welcome, welcome. It is great to have you. Sorry I'm just a touch late. We like to get going at the two-minute warning, but I was just grabbing my drink, and this one ended quickly when it was all said and done. 49ers with a rousing 31-13 win up in Seattle, and that is exactly the game that this team wanted to, to put out on tape and get ready for what is going to be the biggest game in the NFC all year next week, Eagles Niners. It's going to be an absolute monster. There is no doubt about that. Welcome a little post game and Damon brought to you by Hughes orthopedics and man. My knee feels 20 years younger. Thanks to Dr. Hughes special treatment, which we'll be telling you about tonight. And man, it is really good to have you here. Happy Thanksgiving. Hold on. Wait a minute. I mean, we prepared a victory crown, right? I mean, victory. I'm not wearing this thing all night, but happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great dinner. The 49ers certainly feasted tonight on sea chicken. I mean, that was a beatdown of the first degree. You know, give Seattle an awful lot of credit, right? They could have laid down and died Gobble, gobble, everybody. They could have laid down and absolutely died in this game. They didn't. That is coaching. That is Seattle's culture. That is Pete Carroll. And I I seriously, I tip my cap to that. I do. Because there was as much of a reason to stop competing at halftime as a football team can actually have. And sometimes that happens in professional football. You can see it with your own two eyes when another team just outright stops competing, right? Just completely stops competing. But for one special teams play, on the first Seattle kick return of the game, this was one of the best starts that any Kyle Shanahan team, I think, has ever had in any game it's ever played. Like the 49ers came out and just skinned the Seahawks alive. It was 14 to 3 on the scoreboard early on, but it's basically 150 yards to zero in the first 17 minutes of the game. Um, Ambry Thomas then picks off a pass for an interception in like the 18th minute of the game. And even though the 49ers didn't score there, they pinned Seattle so far back with a perfectly placed punt at the two-yard line. Seattle's got one first down across its first four drives of the afternoon, the evening, I guess I should say. And the 49ers, they punch in their first touchdown, or or I should say Christian McCaffrey's first there's a second rushing touchdown. I mean, at this point, it's hard to even count the McCaffrey touchdowns. But they punch in a, a McCaffrey touchdown and a twirling run on the goal line there. His legs just absolutely never stop. So it's now 21-3. to Like, there might have been a time for Seattle to maybe do a little something. And even though they're not in this game at all, they're still technically in the game on the scoreboard. But that just was not going to be happening. And the Seahawks have one first down and had run 14 plays at one point in this football game. And the 49ers get their special teams break of the season. They almost had a couple go against them big time. And we'll get to that in just a bit. But um, you had Charlie Werner just creating havoc. And I think he was part of the caused fumble that uh, Ronnie Bell got credit for recovering. So you get a field goal before the half, thanks to that Seattle special teams blunder. And then all of a sudden it's a 21 point lead at halftime. 
just whooped the Seahawks. I mean, molly whopped them for about 30 minutes of they're not doing anything at all you need to worry about level football. I mean, that's what that was out of the 49ers. The Seahawks had nothing going for them. Nothing. Nothing going for them in this game. And then the third quarter is all Seattle. They're not standing at the 50-yard line for these treats, are they? No, it doesn't look like they're on the field. Although I do got to jog that back because there is a snack certainly on the sideline. I don't believe that is a snack definitely right on the 50-yard line. 24 touches, 139 yards. No, they're not on the 50. They're not sitting on the logo. No football team's ever going to allow that ever again. But a little revenge for Turkey on the 50? Yeah, I mean, this goes down as certainly a little revenge for Turkey on the 50. But that third quarter is where you start to got you got you got to give Seattle some respect. You really do. Like there's a reason why this is the 49ers best rival. Because they just play hard. And they play hard for a coach who knows what he's doing. And he didn't have the horses to come out and beat the 49ers this week. I don't think Seattle two weeks from now will have the horses just show up to come and beat the 49ers. I don't think that that was just an issue of Geno Smith's elbow. At times, this was an overwhelming game. Debo, Debo overwhelmed in this game. Uh, Mooney Ward had a really good game. Uh, you saw a, a, a level of Christian McCaffrey that you just you can set your watch to it almost at this point. He's something else. And this was not the best game that Brock Purdy has played this year. When we talk about all that Brock Purdy has done this year, we're not going to bring this game up. We're not going to bring this game up. It's all said. It's all done. Let me see how it wrapped up. What's the final number here on Purdy? Purdy's night ends. He's 21 of 30 for 209 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, which was a pick six. It was not a well-thrown ball to McCaffrey there, uh, but a little tip drill broke out in the best play basically the Seahawks had all night. And that was part of that, hey, you know, the Seahawks aren't going away third quarter, that they get credit for having. Chris Collinsworth literally says out loud, Seattle needs a big defensive play right now. And then Jordan Brooks gets that tip drill interception. Purdy threw too high a McCaffrey, so it's a touchdown Seattle. And then you got the Seahawks, their defense getting right off the field after that. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba has just th this amazing one-hand catch. I mean, an incredible one-hand catch. That was really good. And it's just an awful lot of Seattle momentum, momentum, momentum. You got Mooney Ward going down in the game, and it looked like he might have gotten hurt. It looked like he just cramped up a little bit, which I guess is really good news. But then it's third and goal. Geno gets sacked, and it's the first good thing the 49ers got since coming out of that, that halftime locker room. But it's an 11-point game. Eric Armstead and, and uh, Hargrave split the meal on that one. The 49ers are up 24-13, to 13, but they're punting the ball right back to Seattle in this moment, looking to get back into a game with a drive. It's third and eight, and the 49ers send the entire house. And you got Warner and Armstead and Bosa all getting to Geno at the exact same time, basically there in the fourth quarter. And I don't know, can you split a sack into thirds? Is that even possible? Will they allow that? Because it feels like that would have been a fair thing to do. I don't know how they're... I, I, I tell you, one of the toughest jobs in football is splitting up sacks 
amongst the 49ers defensive line tonight because there was an awful lot of gang tackling on Geno Smith in this game. Um 49ers, though, they get the ball back. Purdy throws that touchdown to Ayuk. That puts the 49ers up 18 points. And and that's basically it right there. You know, there was a sure there could still be something going on here. Drive with Seattle, but not really. We all knew it. And they got to a fourth down and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner shut down Charbonnet. And that really was the ball game. 49ers 31-13. And it sets up something special in Philadelphia next Sunday. Welcome. Hey, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the post game show. A little post game and Damon for you. I had a goal at the beginning of this year to get to 10,000 subscribers before Thanksgiving. So close, right? There was a lofty goal. I, people told me like, that's a big goal. It's probably not going to happen. Well, 900 or excuse me, 9,557 stands the count right now. And if you're new, go ahead and hit subscribe. Go ahead and hit like if you would. That would be a nice little gift to me here on this Thanksgiving. I certainly would appreciate it. But there you go. An overwhelming win for the 49ers. And it's exactly what you wanted to see out of this team. Basically, it looks like an an injury-free game. Mooney Ward might be a little sore after this one, or maybe that was just a cramp. But it doesn't seem like there is anything from an injury standpoint that is is worthy of really, you know, having it ruin your Thanksgiving over this evening. As a matter of fact, that's the kind of win where you can go out and you can get another piece of pumpkin pie right now. I mean, this is this is to be enjoyed, 49ers fans. And look, you know, you put on a little weight, it's hard on those knees. Man, I had some bone on bone in my knees, and I called Dr. Paul Hughes. And this man took some of my fat cells out of my love handles, injected them into my knee. I got the Kobe Bryant knees, and I'll tell you right now, my knees feel like they're 10 years younger than they were, 20 years younger than they were. Extreme bone-on-bone knee pain that I had every single time I walked, I don't have it anymore. I'm, I'm seriously, look, I'm calling Dr. Paul Hughes on Monday uh, just to say, thanks again, doc. This this treatment that you said was going to go well is going incredibly well. Like today is the first day I didn't notice my knee in a long time, which means this has officially worked. If you want a non-surgical uninvasive procedure that could really help with joint pain in your life, check out Dr. Paul Hughes. All the information is on the crawl that you could possibly need. And uh, I suggest you do it. You'll be happy that you did. Uh, Cheers. Welcome. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I hope you had a great time with family and friends. 49ers who uh, decided to hop on an airplane, go up to Seattle tonight. If the fans made that choice to do that, they got to be absolutely loving, loving that trip up to Seattle because that's about as much fun as you can have on a road trip. I mean, in that first half, Seattle had nothing. The 49ers, this is a three-chapter story. The first chapter was that first half, and the 49ers were merciless. The second chapter, tip your cap to the Seattle Seahawks because in that third quarter, the Seahawks roared back into this game. They really did. Give them full credit. They did what they needed to do to climb back into this game. That is playing hard for a coach in a bad situation. And I don't know how many teams go out there and do that. That's how much Seattle got its butt whipped in this game in that first half. So first chapter, 
Niners kicking ass in that first half. Second chapter is the third quarter. Seahawks try to come back to life. And then the third chapter is the fourth quarter where the 49ers systematically just kind of put their cigarette out right in the middle of the Seahawks' beak. And that's it. That's it. That's ball game right there. Uh, Seagulls, <laughs> Seagulls by uh, Joe Schmoen here. Seagulls got baked. Yeah, look, they did. They did. People are very excited about the uh, the the count nine five five seven. How ironic nine five five seven. Now it's nine five six one. So that means a few of you you hit that subscribe button. Thanks very very much. I appreciate it. I'd love to get to just ninety six tonight, if not beyond that, and let you know that I will be uh, when this is all said and done. Uh, posting any and all post game that you can find on Damon Bruce Plus, which is available in podcast form everywhere you get your podcasts. And then tomorrow morning, Larry Kruger and I have 49ers wake up. We're going on a Friday morning. I know a lot of you are planning on sleeping in. Well, if you happen to just by force of habit roll over and all of a sudden you're not sleepy, throw up on you or not throw up don't throw up on yourself but throw up you to throw on youtube i guess put click on how about that yeah put on youtube tomorrow morning while you're just laying there in bed and larry and i will join you in your bed for a little 49ers wake up where we recap this game and and look i'm good live post game you give me a night to sleep on a game and that's when i become officially dangerous the 49ers were officially dangerous right off the rip in this game. I mean, they were right off the rip. They were dangerous. You saw the 49ers get the opening kickoff. Purdy passes to Christian McCaffrey for a 14 yard game. First play of the game. Second play of the game was a pass that was kept alive by a feisty Purdy looking for Kittle who makes a catch and in a now forgotten NFL where you might've been forced out he kittles out of bounds. So second pass in the night for Purdy was an incomplete pass. Purdy then gets Charlie Warner involved on a nine yard gain. McCaffrey runs for five on third down. So the 49ers are just over midfield like that. Then it's a 27 yard gain on the ground by McCaffrey, who was just, you know, fantastic in this game. First down as Purdy bootlegs off a, a play action. That was a three yard gain completion to Debo makes it first and goal. McCaffrey throws away a carry before Debo picks up the final two yards for an untouched touchdown, a rushing touchdown for Debo Samuel, a nine play 71 yard hot knife through butter drive to begin the game. I mean, if coaches prove their coaching acumen in first drives of football games and out of bye weeks, Kyle's a hell of a coach. I mean, he's a hell of a coach, period. But uh, this guy, he can he can he can string a sequence of plays together as good as anybody in this league. And he's got a quarterback who, again, did not play an outstanding game tonight, who executes the game plan in an outstanding way and 
still, I thought, showed you moments that anyone who wants to reduce Brock Purdy to a system quarterback is just being undone by the way that Brock plays these games in and out and in and out. That little pass to Kittle that he had where he basically had a Seahawk jumping on his back and he just flips it out for a one-yard gain after Kittle made a chip block and then turned around to just be a, oh, yeah, hey, throw it to me, just total improvise. Like, that shows a level of improvisation and just just execution and keeping a play alive that Brock Purdy, you know, like special players make that play. And, and I think he's a little bit of a special player. I really do. Brock makes right choices. And the interception, the pick six, it was a high throw to McCaffrey. Let's not sugarcoat that. He'd like to have that one back. You know, he he wouldn't he wouldn't say that that was a textbook throw. He would say, "Yeah, I'd like to have that two yards, two, two not two yards, two feet, two hands lower than I had it on McCaffrey." But that was a tipped, didn't get away with it interception and a pick six uh, for Brock Purdy there. But he was good tonight. I'll tell you who was great tonight. Who was great tonight? was the fact that just Debo and Christian McCaffrey were were at their at their best. They really were. This was this was the kind of Debo game and I wrote these numbers down before the game totally went final. Let me make sure I'm updated here. That's uh four uh four rushes for Debo. He had 20 No, 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 no. Where's Debo? Yeah, 4 for 15 and a touch and then receiving 779. All right, I'm I'm up to date here. A season high in catches for Debo Samuel seven tonight. Four carries, thirteen yards. Not a not a, a you know an impressive total, but uh, a touchdown. And he attempted a pass early in this game. Remember the uh, Shanahan drew up a little razzle dazzle, but Ayuk never popped free and opened downfield. So Debo had nothing to do but throw that ball away. Really, uh, you got Swiss Army knife Debo out there tonight. And let's be totally honest, Swiss Army Knife Debo Samuel is better than wide receiver Debo Samuel. He is. Swiss Army Knife Debo is the most dangerous version of him, and it turns the 49ers into the most dangerous version of themselves. When you don't know where it's coming from, when you don't know who's got it and giving it to you next, when you are seeing a level of violent offense being played by just the way these guys refuse to go down, that's Debo, that's McCaffrey. You know you know who wasn't involved in this game really but for, what, being a... a, a do we even have a uh, yeah, three catches, 19 yards for George Kittle? It was like George Kittle wasn't really even involved tonight. He made some great run blocks. I mean, the reason why Christian McCaffrey was popping open is because they just decided that they were going to bully over on the left-hand side of the line. They're like, all right, we might have some 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 questionable guard play due to some injury and some uh, exploration of our own depth chart. So what we're going to do is put George Kittle next to the left of of Trent Williams, and we're going to run an awful lot of plays off, off both of their fannies. And they did that, and they ran an awful lot to the left tonight. Um, McCaffrey, his stat of the night. 29 touchdowns in 25 games, which is tied for the most in the first 25 games for any team in NFL history. Uh, He has now, every time he has played the Seahawks, like systematically destroyed the Seattle Seahawks in his career. 
Debo just had a big, big night. McCaffrey had a big night. When McCaffrey and Debo are having big nights, I bet you there's some ass kicking going on. It's just part of this team's DNA. And that's what you got tonight. That is what you got tonight out of the San Francisco 49ers. Welcome to a little post game in Damon. It's wonderful to have you here. Please hit like. Go ahead, hit subscribe. Make uh, the holidays happy for yours truly, if you don't mind. Uh, we are officially growing this bad boy, and I need, I think we will be at 10,000 by the time we are on the air after 49ers and Eagles in two Sundays from now, what is going to be set up as the NFC game of the year. It is going to be a monster, a monster football game. We all know the last time the 49ers were in Philadelphia, what happened and whose elbow got hurt, whose injury changed the DNA of that game implicitly. I'm not saying that if the 49ers had a healthy Brock Purdy. They're beating the Philadelphia Eagles, but they're certainly not losing in the fashion in which they did in the NFC title game. Nothing like that. 49ers are a bully. And when healthy, they can bully any kid on the playground. 19 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey. Um, he is a total stud. An absolute game-changing, franchise-fortune-changing, bona fide, no doubt about it, total stud of the first degree, and in a very small handful of games, has turned into one of the best offensive weapons that the 49ers have ever deployed against the rest of the NFL. And this is a team that did an awful lot to redefine historically significant offensive weaponry. I mean, the 49ers are, you know, if, if you're talking about who who teams are, like, you know, this gang, this team would be that gang, this team would be this animal, this team would be this scary monster or whatever. The, basically, the 49ers, in terms of offensive weaponry, have been the United States Air Force. They've, they've, they've been Naval Academy jet pilots taken off of aircraft carriers just blowing blowing this league up when they've been at their very, very best. And that's what the 49ers have right now, is impressive a collection of weapons that has been assembled in a single season. Now, have they won a Super Bowl yet? The answer is no, they haven't. But guess what? No one has this year. They haven't played it yet. My sources are reporting that the, the no, no one's played the Super Bowl this year. No one's got more weapons then the 49ers have weapons. It's, it's some pretty unique, genius, lucky in some cases, smart in other cases to have it roster construction that this team has had over its last few years to get them to this moment in time. After a five-game start and then a three-game losing streak, the 49ers go into a bye week and have come out of it roaring with a 3-0 and record and starting to scare everybody on planet football again. It's exactly sort of the way a coach would draw it up almost. Let's come out and show everybody who we are. 
all right, this is a brutal league. Everybody's got, you know, a, a three-game losing streak in them. That's just how rough this league is. So if we're going to have one of those in us, let's get it out of the way. It's not going to be great losing three in a row going into the bye week, but at least that bye week will give us a put-it-all-behind-us moment in time. And in the moment in times going forward, we'll show everybody who the hell we are. If the 49ers stay healthy, they are going to be a tough out for anybody that plays them anywhere, anytime. It's they're they're back to their bullying ways. That defensive that defensive front gets to the quarterback with four. You got to look out. You got to look out when that defensive front is getting to the quarterback with just four guys basically. Like it's it's a question of will they get there with four? And how nasty will they get there when they're just showing blitz? Like if the 49ers are showing blitz, you're in trouble. And the couple of times they showed it, it felt like they got home tonight. They really did. Six sacks, a season high, six sacks for the 49ers. Happy Thanksgiving. Did you go back for seconds? You probably did. Maybe some of my bigger boys in the audience went back for a full-on, straight-up thirds. You getting a little bit more mashed potatoes and gravy? No, no, no. I'm going back for three full rounds. Look out, everybody. I'm going back. We we did firsts. We did seconds. Going in for thirds. You know, you know here's the thing. I respect. I, I love dessert. I respect people who are like, Forget about dessert. Forget about the pumpkin pie. Forget about the pecan pie. I'm going in for a full-on thirds. Well, the 49ers went back for their sixths, sixths tonight. Frickin' Sylvester from Looney Tunes. Sixths. Good God, the 49ers. When they are nasty, they're nasty. I don't even see. How do these sacks all divvy up? When they end up split, like I said, the, the person who decides who splits sacks and how tonight has one of the tougher jobs in football. Okay, so they're giving Hargrave a sack and a half, Bosa a sack and a half, Kevin Givens gets a full sack, Eric Armstead with a full sack, Tayshawn Gibson Sr. gets a full sack. And there you go. Speaking of full sacks, like, it's officially Christmas season, so hopefully Santa brings everybody a nice sack of gifts. My dad always used to say, when you see Christmas, when you see Santa Claus at the end of the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade, the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade, it's officially it's officially Christmas. So it's officially Christmas season. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Forty ers have officially entered whooping ass season. That's what they did tonight. Let's get into this chat. Let me tell you, if you're new here, welcome. Thank you. My name's Damon Bruce, and here's what I here's what we got for you here over on the Plus, which is Damon Bruce Plus, but Plus doesn't rhyme with Bruce, so Damon Bruce Plus is what we got. By the way, over 400 people in the room right now, one of our largest gatherings ever here on this channel, so I thank you. Very thankful for that on this Thanksgiving that you're hanging out over here tonight. Let me tell you what you'll find in the chat for very much the most part. One of the better groups of people to talk to. Some regulars who watch my show every day. My show is Monday through Friday, live at 11 on the West Coast. And then, of course, vids drop throughout the week. But that show 
is where a really cool community resides. And this community keeps on returning. And I think that there is a more intelligent, respectful sports discussion going on in the chat room of my channel than you're going to find in most other places in the sports universe. And if that's the only thing I accomplish over here on YouTube, I will have accomplished something that I'll be very proud of. Elevating sports conversation is something that I've always wanted to do. I'm not in the hot take business. If you're here for a, a scoop of hot takes, you've come to the wrong place. What we have is attempting nuanced, accurate analysis that doesn't give way to too many emotions and stops and breathes and thinks because we're adults who have covered the NFL for years. You as fans, me up front, I've covered this 49ers team for 18 years now. This is a special version of the 49ers. You know, I haven't seen a Super Bowl champion in all the years that I've been covering this team, but I've seen them go to the Super Bowl a couple times. And this team has could go to the Super Bowl written all over it. Now it's a matter of health. It's a matter of team discipline. And I think that there's something special going on here. I think there is something special going on here. Look, there's something special going on with Dr. Paul Hughes. Let me bring up his information. I, I don't need to tell you anything other than I used to have bone on bone in my knee that prevented me from getting down on all fours and playing with my four-year-old and my two-year-old. These two boys are whooping my ass. And it used to really hurt to get down on all fours and play with them. It doesn't anymore. Today's the first day that I haven't thought about my knee in a long time. And Dr. Hughes gave me a procedure on my knee, which was non-surgical, uninvasive, didn't hurt. It was easy. It was easy. And my knee feels 25 years younger. So I didn't think about my knee today for the first time in a long time. If you'd like to relieve joint pain with non-surgical options. This is a physician that you need to talk to. Dr. Paul Hughes, his contact information is right below there on the crawl. Do with it what you will, especially if you live around the Bay Area. This is the man to talk to for non-surgical solutions to pain that you can manage and even in my case have made disappear. Thank God. Um, thanks again for liking and subscribing. It is great to have you here. Debo with a huge night. McCaffrey with a big night. The defense doing everything it needed to. Brock Purdy not playing an outstanding game but doing what he needs to do throughout the game to keep the 49ers in position to win this game. There were moments where Seattle maybe, possibly is going to do something else here to possibly crawl back into this game, but it never really happened. It never really, truly happened. And, you know, I, I, I was talking about this this week, and I mean it. I, I think that there is there's something special that always happens when it's the 49ers and Seahawks playing a game together. There's the, familiarity breeds contempt. And when the Rams moved back from St. Louis, by the way, Dr. Paul Hughes was the St. Louis Rams team physician for a while. He did a lot of team physicianry in the city of St. Louis. Bay Area sports fans don't, don't hold that against him. 
But uh, when the, the, the Rams moved from St. Louis back to Los Angeles, that was supposed to immediately flip the balance of power in terms of rivalry. Oh, 49ers and Rams once again. No, it's still 49ers and Seahawks. It, it, I, even though the Rams straight up beat the Niners at SoFi in an NFC title game, McVay has gotten his ass kicked by, by Shanahan in the regular season. He won the big one, but every other game has been McVay pretty much losing to Kyle Shanahan. So that really hasn't felt like the rivalry that it was supposed to have been because when the 49ers go to SoFi Stadium, that's essentially a home game for them. It's not a home game for any team but Seattle in Seattle. I tip of my cap because 49ers fans take over stadiums. They didn't take over this stadium. You're not, no one's allowed to take over Lumen Field, if that's what everyone's calling it these days. Give Seattle credit. They've remained the best rivalry of the 49ers, even as the Rams have won a Super Bowl. They have. And there's always the, you know, rivers run deep. There's a lot of hard feelings amongst the fans. There's a lot of respect, I think, amongst the fans in this rivalry. And if you're always looking for a little something weird to happen, this is the rivalry for you. And this was a game where all kinds of weird shit tried to pop off. It didn't really happen, but all kinds of weird shit tried to pop off in this game tonight. Gino with a near safety, right? He nearly gets safetyed in this game. And I think if they reviewed that, he might have broken the plane before he was touched and down. There was a near safety in this game. You had special teams adventures all over the place with no fakes, no fakes, just adventures. There were special teams adventures. You got Purdy throwing a, a pick six. You've got, you know, party in the backfield for the 49ers on Geno Smith. You got um, Jason Peters having, you know, you got Chris Collinsworth saying this guy might go to the Hall of Fame. And then all of a sudden he pulls a hamstring. It looked like he hurt himself. And as soon as Nick Bosa sees a backup tackle in there, he's thinking to himself, oh, hot supper. And that's when an already challenging pocket for the Seahawks became overwhelmingly challenging for Geno. Yet Pete Carroll whipping his gum around the sidelines. How many people has Pete Carroll hit right square in the middle of their forehead? with a whipped piece of gum during a football game. I got to pause real quick here because got a uh, San Bruno Mike super chat, Kittle running off the field with a turkey platter. That's a classic. Hold on. My, my, wait, wait, look at, oh, Jillian, look at that lighting expert. Come on in. Go Niners. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Da Thank you for joining us on the plus. There you go. Much gratitude for you and yours. Thank you for being here tonight. Mwah. There she is. Thank you, Niners. Woo! There you go. She was having a good time watching this one tonight. Everyone had a good time watching that one tonight. That is, look at it this way. There, none of these games today were really competitive until what you had a little competitive here in 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 the third quarter because the Seahawks climbed back into it. All right, let's go ahead. Let's hop in. I got, you know, I, I can see people are saying hi, Jillian, because the, all of a sudden the chat just started flying. Uh, we have Jason saying radio's got nothing on this podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Jason. Radio's got nothing on the unencumbered, uncensored guy that I've always wanted to be. I am loving my existence over here on YouTube. It's one of my favorite broadcasting mediums I've ever explored. And we're just starting. I'm only seven months into this. I haven't even figured it the fuck out yet. I mean, we're, I, this is all new to me. 
It's it's all new every day that it actually happens and a, and a video sticks up on YouTube. I'm like learning. So this old dog is learning some new tricks and waiting to see where we take this thing when it's all said and done. But thank you all for being part of the ride. I really appreciate it. Um, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Der Kaiser in Der Gilroy. Always good to see you. And a regular needs a little We are at maximum football here today. This is maximum football. Uh, I love Thanksgiving. I love football. You put both those things together, it's one of the best days of the year. Sky Collins said, uh, not going to lie, bought a whole Costco pecan pie just for me and my lady. You, you know what? That gets a... Oy, oy, oy! I mean, there's, there's no reason to lie. That's called planning. That's called crafty veteran right there. Carlos Pepen says CMC be running like the Terminator. He really does, man. He just, it's feet that never stop moving. It's knees and elbows. Christian McCaffrey, like the, like the Terminator you're talking about, like the one that's made out of liquid who can, who, who can like morph into shit. That's what McCaffrey is. Like McCaffrey can get really big and wide and truck dudes. McCaffrey can get narrow and slip through slivers of daylight like he's Barry Sanders. I mean, it's not just like, you know, some some running backs, you give them a hole, they will kick your ass. Christian McCaffrey will kick your ass with, without the hole presenting itself. He is at the same time a power back, a scat back, a receiving back. He is good outside the tackles, inside the tackles. He's good in the A gap, the B gap, the C gap. And uh, shopping at the Gap, he 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 can do it all. Christian McCaffrey can do it all. JJ says, so sweet to watch the Niners enjoying a little turkey on the Seahawks field. I know that that felt good for a lot of you. I, I know it did. It's not quite a full-on vengeance of turkey on the 50. I want to see them at some point in time, uh, you know, eat right on that Seahawk head. That no team will ever allow that to ever happen again. You get a sack and you get a sack. Are you cereal? Yeah, I'm cereal. Yeah, everybody pretty much got a sack out there. Sacks ahoy. I didn't even think about this until you brought it up, Sean, but we are one month till Christmas Eve tomorrow. My God. So, yeah. Where are the bells? Here are the bells. So many bells. All these damn bells. Who's ringing bells? So many bells. Fuck all the bells. They're ringing fucking bells. Bells, 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 bells. It is a Christmas season. It's a Christmas season. By the way, I don't know how much I would just like start eating the drumstick that fell on a football field and was thrown to me. Probably hit the ground, but eh, Niners are enjoying it. Niners fans are enjoying it. Some guy eating got turkey. Sticking out of his mouth. Oh, the member berries, the peanuts song. I, 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 I don't have it right now. It's not quite. Not. No, let me see if I can get it for you before it's all said and done. Kim, one of our old school regulars, says I've had a lot of wine and some rummy eggnog. I might be in trouble if I don't pass out. Well. When it comes to passing out, Kim, I I know you got that. 
I, I know you can handle that for yourself. So you just sit back, enjoy, kick it with us, and keep knocking back some rummy eggnog. Not yummy eggnog, rummy eggnog. Zothamus, we love you, D. Bruce. Oi, 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 thank you. Oi, oi, oi! I appreciate that. Love you right back. A lot of love, right? A lot of love here on Thanksgiving. Jason again says, listen all the time while working out. Best podcast in the Bay Area. Well, thank you, Jason. I really do appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> True Blue Forever, who hung out today, man. True Blue Forever, who hung out today, says, I'm a man of nuance. You absolutely are a man of nuance. And he's a man who jumped into the Thanksgiving Day Trent Balky annual draft that we had earlier. We keep scrolling. We keep rolling here. I do. I, I God, I wish I had a producer to go through and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that'll be like an ad in a couple of years when we're hiring. Now that's getting really aggressive. <laughs> DRG TV. The only thing Kittle did tonight was steal that bird, missed the leg throw into the crowd, but took the all white meat into the locker room. To me, that's a mistake. I mean, the white meat is where a lot of bland Thanksgiving jokes come from. I'm a dark meat guy. I'm I'm a dark meat turkey guy. Always have been. Always will be. And I think that uh, I think you should be too. Like a tribe called Quest said, I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. And for me, that comes to dark meat and on the Thanksgiving as well. What else we got going on here? What else do we got going on here? Jeffrey says, loving kicking shit out of Pete and the 12th man suck at Seattle. Like I said, it isn't always a respectful rivalry. Rivers run deep. Rivers indeed run deep. And this is part of the reason why. Kellen 707, I still have PTSD from that Thanksgiving game about 10 years ago when we lost at home to Seattle. Look, I honestly don't think Levi Stadium will ever shake the moniker Turkey on the 50. I am the man who gave it to that stadium. It's one of my contributions here to the Bay Area lexicon. And people know about it. People talk about it still. That's what happens when you let a rival have dinner on your field after they beat you. And then you got, now look, there's no reason to even put this back out into the universe. Jeffrey again saying YouTube killed the radio star. Well, look at it this way. Bankruptcy of these poorly run companies is going to kill radio, much less all the stars that dwell within. So it's great to be here forging out on my own. I don't, I, again, I don't think there's any going back. Uh, I don't think that there's any going back. I'm I'm just enjoying this too much. The only thing uh, I'm I'm like uh, like Dory in Finding Nemo. If I just keep swimming, I think I'm going to figure this stuff out eventually. The amount of support, the amount of help that that just former listeners have turned up to give. Let me tell you, list of people you're thankful for: Benjamin Shapiro, my podfather, my man, just one Joey of Media Media, who is. 
someone who has helped so much with Plus Mania events and getting some great footage and film out and promotions. And guy's been very, very, very helpful to me. Uh, great ideas to bounce off of him. And my man, Carl Buscheck, who is one of the smartest, most generous, likable guys I've ever had the pleasure to work with in any capacity. And that guy has a great ear for segments that work and things that I should do. Damon, turn that into a video. Turn this into a video. Okay, okay, Carl, thank you. Uh, it's amazing the help that I've received. I am so thankful for it. I really am. Um, 49ers straight up whipped the Seahawks. Just whipped them. And I can't help but notice, since Chase Young showed up, a little number that Nick Jay is looking at right here saying Bosa's five and a half sacks in the last three games is now up to seven. He's on his way to 12. He's going to explode in the playoffs. And it was in the playoffs where Bosa's sack numbers dipped, right? So if you're telling me that the training camp holdout was partially responsible for the slow start or whatever, and then all of a sudden, the Chase Young move is what really unlocks this defensive line again. Yeah, Bosa peaking late is a lot better than Bosa peaking early. Sounds pretty good to me. So again, we'll get back to uh, Dr. Hughes and the crawl in just a little bit. But I do, I want to focus on some of these... Uh, I want to focus on some of the, the the chats that we got going on because I do appreciate you folks being here very, very much. Over 440 people in the room right now. Again, that's one of the bigger numbers that I have seen since the night the 49ers played the Dallas Cowboys, which was a big crowd in here. But uh, it is really good to have you in here. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Again, I want to be at 10,000 subscribers by the time the 49ers are wrapping up with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'd like to get their pregame, not postgame. So hit subscribe, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Sam Bruno Mike saying, hey, man, Damon's stumbling into 9,500 subs like, like what? Like we're smooth? Will there be a riot at the Eagles game? If 49ers fans do show up, will Eagles fans fight them? Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you right now that if you step out of line in Philadelphia, you'll get popped. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm originally from back east. I know back east football fans, and back east football fans in the city of Philadelphia are not the football fans you really want to fuck with. They're not. They're not. Um, it, it's funny. Uh, Bonte and Shasky... The morning show at 95.7 The Game, they went out last year, a couple of West Coast guys, they never really walked in anything like that before. The two of them both have, I think, psychologist appointments still to this day because of the way that they were treated in Philadelphia. Philadelphia fans will tell you to go fuck yourself and mean it. I respect it. I respect it. I do. If you're going to that game, have a great time. You can wear a jersey, but just know that you're going to get... They're going to toy with you, and if you take the bait, good luck. All right. 
What do we got going on? CJ's like, I'm not going back to Philadelphia. Those fans are trash. Oh, see? Scared you a little, didn't they, CJ? Nation's Cheesecakes. Is that the way we went for dessert tonight, Matthew? Strong. Very, very strong. Here's a question from someone who wants to know more. You and Larry going to be at it at 8 a.m.? Well, it's going to be Friday, or we wait until Monday. We're going tomorrow, baby. We told you this is the most not-joking-around day-after 49er broadcast that you're going to get anywhere, any source, any media, any medium. Larry and I, 8 a.m., 49ers wake up, day after a Niner game, and it happens on a Friday as well. What I'm not going to do is my own show tomorrow. I'm going to take tomorrow off. My 11 a.m. show is going to be, uh, that. that's my vacation right there. I'm going to spend the rest of my day with my family. And uh, today was a little bit of a, th- a family Thanksgiving that we had over at my in-laws. Fantastic dinner. Great day with grandma and grandpa and the boys. Everyone had fun. Tomorrow is uh, a day to enjoy the morning with my boys. And then, oh, Jillian, are you coming through? Just have you? No, what I need is an extra water, please. No, 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 no. I don't. I water. No, 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 no. Would just, just, just a little water, please. Is all I would. That's all I would like. Thank you. But this is this. My wife is getting me some water, and I do appreciate that. So, thanks. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, I think it was the 49ers. Just cooking ass. That's that's the last thing I remember anyways. Oh, yeah, 8 a.m. tomorrow. That's that's what I wanted to tell you. Larry and I are going to be at it. Thank you very much, honey. I appreciate it. At 8 a.m. tomorrow, so I hope you are there. That would be great. Thank you very, very much. Get, your, get, your, get yourself a woman like that in your life, I'm telling you. What are you thankful for? My kick-ass wife. My healthy kids. And she's thankful for the Niners, as I'm sure you are tonight as well. I needed this. I was at. I was down to ice. It was getting a little hairy, a little scratchy. Hold on. <laughs> 